everyone, and welcome back to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Agents Unfiltered on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Cassie Day. I'm Allie. And I'm Danielle. And today we are going to talk about prepping sellers' expectations versus reality in this ever-changing market. Yeah, it's brutal yes. for sellers right now. Yes. Well, yeah. It's still a seller's market. Yeah. It's just people are actually having to do things on the inspection response. It doesn't feel now. like a seller's market. <laughs> it doesn't market. feel like a seller's market because everyone's <laughs> shooting for the stars still. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not where you start. That's mm-hmm. advice number one. It's definitely a sobering conversation to have where they're like, well, mm-hmm. it was selling it this and this. And you're like, key term was. was <laughs> yes. uh, well, and that's what makes it really hard with comps because how do you, you know, you can't go very far back. No. To get a realistic price of what it's going to sell for now. Yeah. Or you go back and then you have to drop it 10%. When yeah. I feel like even, I mean, now we're in a better place, but like even a month ago going on the market, even if you were only looking at homes that were currently on the market or currently pending and calling all the agents with pendings, it still wasn't where things landed. Mm-hmm. Which is terrible for buyer or for sellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a duplex listing coming up right now and Cheney, it's kind of hard to find um good comps for duplexes that are like fairly recent. Um and so when I went in and I was taking pictures, one of the gals was like, well, did you get comparables from the area and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, and it's really hard. And she goes, well, this one sold last year. I was like, yeah, we can't go back more than like two months right now. Like mm-hmm. three months max is what I feel comfy with mm-hmm. because it's just changed so much and it is yeah. continuing to change so much. So it's just, it's hard. <laughs> well, and it's like, you don't want to race to the bottom. So it's like you have to start at a really good price because otherwise mm-hmm. you just price drop, price drop, price drop. Mm-hmm. And then you're chasing everyone with everyone else, you know, the, down the market. And that's like the worst position to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to price well, but then mm-hmm. sellers have to be convinced because I feel like right now that is not what is in sellers' heads. No. Yeah. I feel like the biggest conversation that I've had lately is, okay, you could list here, but let's have a plan for if it doesn't get traction and if we have to lower. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell you what to list your house for. And if you're going to pick like the top, top of what I offer, then okay, because I like mm-hmm. gave you that number. But what are we going to do if that doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also like, sure, shoot your shot, take the opportunity, see as long if as it's you know. Go. Yeah, yeah, as long yeah. as you know, like, okay, we have a plan in place, right. so you're not wasting your time. I'm not wasting my time. You know, like, it's important because I think what we're going to start to see a lot is um, agents taking listings because they want listings mm-hmm. and pricing them way high, and just because they want to get the listing. Right. Which I weirdly had a dream about my brother doing that last night. <laughs> oh my I was gosh. Like devastated. <laughs> He's like, listen, yeah. if anyone can do it, I can do it. <laughs> well, yeah, like I had this weird dream. It was so strange. Did he use you as an agent? No. This is what happened. Like I literally was like sobbing in my dream. Apparently, oh. um, that's like the betrayal is so deep. Oh, yes. Um <laughs> I would murder him really. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um he like I gave him a price for his house, Douglas's, and it was like I think it was like three fifty something. And then we were chatting, and he was like all of a sudden like super condescendingly like, oh, I decided to list um yeah this other age. I already sold my house. That's what it was. I already sold my house, and I was like, what are you talking about with who? And he's like, yeah, well this guy said I could get seven ten, and I did. So I and I was like seven ten. What the hell is happening? And I was what? Really sad. Yeah. 
That is obviously a dream. dream. Not happening. No. <laughs> but I think it's because I had this one um, listing that I gave a very fair price to, and it sat for a really long time, but it went for more than I thought it was going to. Oh. This is in the spring market, but mm -hmm. it was an agent who obviously took phones on, or pictures on his iPhone and offered one and a half percent commission. It's your favorite realtor. <laughs> and then. Um, and they ended up getting. They ended up selling. No. And I was like, what is happening? Oh. Anyways. That was a, I yeah. hate it. So it was, I think, a replica of that. I hate yeah. it. That is the stuff of nightmares. It is. It's always crazy when you know you're giving, like, the best answer you can, but there's still, like, that little, like, inkling in your chest. You're like, but what if this is, like, the white buffalo? <laughs> I just had to use it again. <laughs> but what if it's, like, the one time? Yes. yes. Because every time you, like, really stand behind your word seems to be, like, the one time it goes left field, and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and at the end of the day, I think – we all we can do is educate people yeah and i think um like we i went to a listing appointment with one of with kylie the other day mm -hmm. and we definitely had someone who wanted to list their home for substantially more like 200k over what it's worth it's just like one of those things where it's like okay but we're not off we're not telling you like your home is only worth this amount like we're not offering that because that's what they kept saying well that's like offensive that offer like we're not offering it no we're giving you all the data and all the market research and our projections of what's happening, you know, the interest rates going higher and all the information that we study, we're giving mm -hmm. you all that so you can make an informed decision, mm -hmm. you know? So sometimes it's interesting, I think, what sellers feel like our position is or what our job is and what it actually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. It's a, uh, I'm curious to see what happens because I know that there's an investor that you talk to quite a bit. Who he's like, okay, are the interest rates going to keep going up? Like, are things going to crash? Like, he's like waiting for the opportunity, <laughs> you know, which kind of shows that like the market doesn't really stop. You just have different types of buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's been waiting for this for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. Over two years ago, he was like, oh, I think it's going to crash. And then sure enough, it kept coming up. But I mean, we did see interest rates hit over 7%. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. You know, but then sellers have to be aware of that. Like, what does that mean? And, like, I think you did a great job with your listing you had mm -hmm. uh, or had um, of preparing information on, like, what does it look like with interest rates yes. going up a percent? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like for buying power? What does that look like for, like, long term with a loan? Well, it's hard because, you know, like at the end of the day, what the number that we give our clients is like an educated guess as to, you know, we can do the best we can. And I on that one, I called so many, so many agents who had pendings mm -hmm. and was so meticulous. And we came on the market right as things were really slowing mm -hmm. and then had to have those conversations of price drops and they it was hard for them to wrap their head around the idea of a price drop because they got it in their head that this is what the house is worth but if you're not getting offers for that amount mm -hmm. you know you have to decide and so we i made this spreadsheet that was kind of broke down like okay if we come down to the price that i'm recommending right now at this interest rate because they're trying to buy also mm -hmm. you know this is what you net this is what your interest rate is this is what you're paying if you wait a year when interest rates are potentially going to be as high as then your home is potentially going to be coming down even farther mm -hmm. and you're going to have a higher interest rate and so just being able to help them understand like the dollar to dollar, breakdown. the dollar to dollar breakdown of this is where we are now. And this is where we're potentially heading. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you can wait until the spring market, but there's 
there's, you know, dangers to that too. Well, and I think when people can see an actual dollar amount, yes. it's helpful. When you're talking about like a half a percent interest or 1% interest raise and you're like, okay, and housing prices might drop 5%, like people really have a hard time putting that into actual numbers, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. that makes sense to them. And so I think when you can break it down and you're like, okay, but here's like a $70,000 difference between what you would potentially gain by doing it now and what mm -hmm. you'd be looking at in the spring if projections are correct. Because I feel like right. we always have to preface with like, if right. projections are correct. But um, so far this year they have been, so yeah. Yeah. we'll lean on those. But you, I think when they can see 70,000 as a different, like um, instead of half a percent and 5% down, then yeah they can be like, wow, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And it helps just helps them make a decision. It still may not be the right time for them, but at least now they have the hard numbers and then they can choose what's best for them. Yeah. Right. Totally. Well, and I think one thing that you have talked about with helping sellers kind of get a grasp of this market is it's not normal to have this much equity in your home this fast. Mm -hmm. And in the last two mm -hmm. years, I think it's been like year over year, over 20% the last two years of an increase in, in inflation in the cost of homes when it's normally what, like 3%. Mm -hmm. yeah. So people getting won the lottery, that's what happened. Yes, that's, and now but, everyone wants to win the lottery. But like a lot of people <laughs> missed true. that magic time. Yeah. Right. And so helping people understand like, yes, okay. If you would have sold in the spring market, you could have potentially made this much. But that's not normal inflation and like kind of helping them wrap their head around because in a normal market, you sell your home after owning it for a few years and maybe make a little bit to go toward a down payment on a new home. You're not walking away with these huge sums of money. Right? Well, that's the thing. For years, it was like the average person would sell around like five to seven years or between mm -hmm. five and 10 years. Like that's who you'd market to was people who own their home between five and 10 years. And well, now it was like you could own your home for less than a year and turn around and sell it and make enough to pay all your fees and have a bunch of money. And people have kind of gotten greedy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, that's a really hard thing to address when people yeah. are mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I want, I'm owed this money. It's like, you're not really owed that. You haven't done anything for it. And right. for the most mm -hmm. part, people haven't done anything to their homes. It's not even like they've renovated or right. switched things out. It's just, they're like, well, this is what the market says. So I'm owed this money. Well, it's only, you're only, you only get that money if someone's willing to pay that amount. Yes. Until someone's willing to fork over that amount for your house, you don't, you don't, you don't have, have it. It's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. So. And a listing price doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to, you know, like. No. And I think at the end of the day, if we set people up with the right expectation mm -hmm. of this is what the market's telling us. Yes. Like you said, like if you want to go mm -hmm. higher and try this, like let's shoot the shot and see if we get it. We get that one person who's coming from, you know, out of town, who's got cash and is like, I just love this house so much. Like right. the price to me doesn't bother me. Great. Like we want our people to get the most mm -hmm. possible. Yeah. But at the same point in time, if that doesn't happen, here is what you should expect mm -hmm. yeah. because then I think it takes it off of us because you don't want to over promise and under deliver. I know I say that a lot, but it's so true. And I feel mm -hmm. like in this type of market, that's what happens. And then people get frustrated because they're like, well, you said my home was worth this much and now I'm not getting this much. And you know, it just mm -hmm. becomes this whole thing. Yeah. And I, another thing I've noticed too, is if people do want to list at the top value you give them and they do get an offer for that, 
you might want to also let them know, okay, like they're showing good faith coming in at this amount, but just be prepared. Like there might be a bit that they're going to ask for in inspections. Like there's always another side to the coin mm -hmm. at this point because there's not competition. So it's like, I mean, it's a game plan, right? Like it's all kind of like a strategic game. So if they're coming and giving you everything you want in the beginning, that doesn't necessarily mean the back end. They're not going to be asking for certain things that make up for what they were going to offer if they could, you know? Yeah. So it's, I mean, one of those things for the sellers where they're like, why do I have to be fixing this and doing all this? But it's also, I know we're not talking about it in this episode, but really nice for the buyers to be able to get something that they feel safe to live in again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it's just one of those things where people are waiving in whole inspections for the past yes. like two years. So it's just coming back to that normalcy, which I haven't experienced yet, but I've heard of it. Um, <laughs> it's so much better than I'm I was like, then. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back to normalcy where like you're not afraid you're going to botch something over like being like, hey, mm -hmm. is it okay if you like fix a leak in the kitchen sink? Right. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. the first time homebuyers, you oh know, my and gosh. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just... I don't think, I think it's going to end up being a very good market. Yeah. It's just like some turbulence before we get there. Yeah, And I think I like, just... yeah, it's the growing pains. And I'm like, I feel like I'd be way, feel way better getting listings now that we kind of know what's going on than like when it was just starting to shift. Because oh, that, that was, was so awful. I know. Because <laughs> you like prepare your clients as best as you can, but you can't know what's no. going to happen. No. And then. And I think it goes back to um, doing a better job as list agents. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that agents haven't been doing a great job, mm -hmm. but when the market's moving so fast, oh yeah, you just throw something on the market. You got all these offers. Kind you of sign something. Yeah, like, and that's it. Like, you're not really doing all of the marketing and all of that. And listings in general take less hours, mm -hmm. work hours, but they cost more money. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so I think it's really important to balance all that out and make sure that now we're getting back to like doing a really good job for our sellers mm -hmm. and making sure that it's like okay we which we always do professional photos but mm -hmm. you know those are costly um but then making sure you're updating your client like regularly you know yeah. um and so going back to like letting sellers know like expectations of you know things are moving slower now so i will be updating you on tuesday mm -hmm. or whatever day and i will give you a report of everything that's happened if something is pertinent before that i will absolutely give you a call and update you before yeah. that but if nothing's really going on and we're just getting like average feedback then you'll hear from me every tuesday yeah. something mm -hmm. like that you know mm -hmm. because otherwise they're going to be like what's going on what's all the time yeah. mm -hmm. and there's no news and or they're going to feel like you're not communicating with them and right. they're not hearing anything and so i feel mm -hmm. like there's got to be that balance and for so long we didn't need to because we were in communication with our clients through the whole four days it was on the market. Right. Yeah. And that was, and then you know, you're going over all the handful of offers that yeah. you got. And, and so now I feel yeah. like it's important to set that expectation. And the other thing I was going to mention, sorry, before I forget, because yeah. I feel like that's all I do right now, <laughs> is um, the, we have to draw a line. And I know we talked about this in our last office meeting of what is our max we're going to list a home for? Mm -hmm. I think most of us settled on like 10% over our like average, like we'll let you mm -hmm. shoot your shot at 10%. Yeah. higher but then that's it mm -hmm. because um it does cost a lot to put listings on mm -hmm. and since we're seeing the market not get flooded with listings but like think about how many more listings we're seeing come on the market oh, and yeah. we're getting in our office it adds up so fast yeah and so it's important to make sure we're like having a shot of actually selling them as yeah. opposed to and you know it's one thing if you're like on a team where 
they are taking care of all of that. But like when you're an individual agent and you're like paying out of pocket for all of those things, you've got to be careful mm-hmm. and making sure like smart business decisions. Cause really at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Well, also I feel like when you look back and you have stats as an agent, like, I want to be able to show that I'm coming in at a place where you're going to get offers on your home. We're going to get a close where people, you know, can meet Mm -hmm. and agree on things. Like I want to have listings where it's not showing that it has to expire. We have to continuously drop or we have to whatever, because when people are looking at things that I've done, they don't know the conversations we're having behind closed doors. They're just seeing the information right in front of their face and the numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's like setting yourself up to look good to people who don't know what's going on because mm-hmm. there's just so much more than what's right in front of you. But people don't look at it that way when they're trying to hire someone. So yeah. I always think about that. It kind of like yeah. scares me. And it's okay to turn <laughs> it, but it's okay to turn yeah. pop potential listings down mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I think that like people, you know, you have to be secure enough with yourself and your professionalism mm-hmm. that you're able to say, I, this isn't a good fit. You know, like this is not going to work. That's outside of my business plan. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm sure you'll find someone else who will take your listing mm-hmm. two hundred thousand over what the value is. You know, yeah, or whatever. Right. I mean, but like you don't have to be mean about it. But just really, like, yeah, you you just don't want to. You have to make good, smart decisions. That's how you stay yeah, in business. Exactly. And we don't owe anyone to take. You know, if they're not going to follow what the market value and our advice, yeah, we don't owe it to them to yeah. take on their listing. So true. Also, kind of off topic, but you should never let me make coffee again because it kind of tastes like all water. <laughs> I it feel is like, very light. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's not like a light roast. I just don't remember how many scoops to put in. I feel like didn't Cassie write it on the coffee machine? I know, but it's different, but I it's different oh, I for did. like every coffee because sometimes she's like, well, you don't put as much in with this one or you do with that one. And I'm just not good at it. For a, for a standard, I would say a, scu- a scoop for every two cups. Yes. That's like a one scoop. solid two standard cups. for coffee. Mm-hmm. Do you, you get a dark roast or like a medium roast? I mean, either one. You either one. Because I have medium. That one's a medium roast. Yeah. Yeah. So but like, yeah. that shouldn't change shouldn't the number change. of scoops. The Cassie, little, the little or, baby Ali, you used to work in coffee. What you is did. happening here? Um, good coffee. Espresso. Not Mr. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> hey, you brought the coffee in. <laughs> I did. The coffee is good. The oh. maker, I have not adjusted to. <laughs> okay. okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, espresso machine, I got you dialed in. Okay. Well, we'll try another pot. For how much episode. scoops to do with how much water in a Mr. Coffee? I'm fucking lost. I don't know. <laughs> we'll just write it on there. I thought someone wrote it on the coffee I don't coffee think we've ever actually later. written it. We've said it okay. many times. Okay. Allie has sold 17 homes in the last year. Cannot work a coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all have our strengths. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, I know I told you guys this, but someone, because fun fact about me is I also bartend and it's not like a regular thing that I do just like, you know, sharing a little something. Um, but someone was trying to put me down and was like, I was talking about real estate and they're like, Oh, is that what your bartender told you? And I, in my head, I'm well, not in my head out loud. I was like, okay, well, I'm either a bartender who had a very successful year in real estate or I'm a real estate agent that makes the best damn margarita you've ever had. And I will wear either title probably. <laughs> like you don't have to be yeah. one or the other. You can be both. <laughs> Good job. You can be mm-hmm. both. You can be both. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. People have something against realtors sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We're not so bad. No. No. Usually. Not Usually. So well, <laughs> we are Although- office. <laughs> is great. 
Although um, I am curious, we were talking about this earlier today of what it's going to look like heading into the new year with yeah. the amount of agents in, because mm-hmm. every time there's like a, a big change, change. people it, get nervous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. Well, and it's like, you have to be it. First of all, you having a, the right team or office that you're working in that's educating you mm-hmm. and you're learning with to help navigate. Like, I think that we have an agent that's been doing this as long as you have is super helpful because you're like, okay, this is really hard, but the market shifts and change. So what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think if you don't have a good team, you're in for trouble. And then if you were just getting listings as a new real realtor in this market and suddenly listings are sitting and you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. it's really easy to just drop out if you stop making money, especially if this is your primary form of income. Oh yeah. So I think absolutely. we're going to see a lot of agents drop off. Yeah, I think so. Which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Everything ebbs and flows. It does. It, all ebbs and flows. it does. But I do, I think that we're going to see a solid market the next couple of years, mm-hmm. unless something drastic happens, which hopefully knock on wind does not. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a good market because 2017, 2018 is an excellent market, mm-hmm. at least in our area. I don't know everywhere else, but here it was excellent and it was great for buyers and sellers. Yeah, Everyone was balanced. happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope we go back to that. Yeah. I think things are just recalibrating a little bit from yeah. the craziness that was the last two years in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as we can keep sellers um, informed and yes. prepared, I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. So. A new challenge. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> like I finally got that part down and now it's going to change on yeah. me. It's like, yep. gotcha. Always. It always. <laughs> Next. And you know what though? It's a great opportunity to beef up your listing presentation yeah. and your listing, you know, like mm-hmm. what you offer your listings. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to do that. And just cool. to set yourself apart. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. So. It will be fun. But um, the best way to set yourself apart is to answer your phone. Like the oldest running joke. And, I'm like, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, no, that's really it. it like, that really, really is. is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I used to be like, that's so funny. And now I'm like, oh, my God, it's real. <laughs> if you can't answer your phone, you're probably ahead of 50% of the agents. Yes. Uh, yep. I love it. So. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well. We will. That's it, right? See you next time. Good luck to you. May the odds be ever in your favor in this new changing market. Love you. Bye.